When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Broad Street LinkedIn. I don't even know what to say. I mean, this team just does not flinch. Nothing phases them. It's just incredible what the birds are doing. I mean, outgained last four games, trailing at half in the last four games, down 10 at half in the last two weeks to quarterbacks that everyone says are better than Hurts. I mean, the resiliency is just unbelievable. Looking at this game, we knew Goddard was going to be out. Lane Johnson out hours before the game. We already mentioned his record, uh, our record when we have Lane and versus when we don't. Fletcher Cox and Cunningham, the heart of our D-line and linebacker core, both go down. And we still find a way to win. It's just when it matters most, this team makes the play. And honestly, I don't know about you. I'm loving the hate online. It's It's just hilarious to me, you know. Last year was the strength of schedule. This year in the beginning, wait till the playbird's someone good. Now it's the refs bailing them out, and we're getting lucky. I mean, first shout-out to the refs for making a hell of a 59-yard field goal in the pouring rain and win. And if you go ahead and beat the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Bills, I, I don't think that's luck. But um, anyways, back to a thriller of a game. I'm Reed, back on with Griff. Griff, what were your initial thoughts on this game? I mean, it was, it was nothing short of what the last couple of weeks have been, honestly, what the season's been. It's it's how the hell are they going to figure out a way to look like a football team in the first half and then just an absolute thriller of a second half. They still had had to have a couple things go their way um, in order to win, but it seems that every time they need a big play, they step up, whether it's a stop on third down, whether it's a field goal, whether it's a game-winning touchdown. Um they just seem to come up big when it matters, and, and you can't call that luck because they've done it all year. And, yeah, they're tight games, and, yeah, they're not blowing teams out, but they have the hardest schedule in the NFL. So, Exactly. And, you know, like it's hilarious when people say it's lucky because it's like, you know, obviously the other teams have missed some plays where they could have had a really good chance of winning, but it's like, well, guess what? When the Eagles have the opportunity to make that play, they make it. And when these other teams have had that chance, they don't. And uh, – yeah, I mean, what what game? I mean, clearly it was a tale of two halves, right? Hertz was Hertz completed four passes for 33, 33 yards and had a pick with a seven point zero pass rating in the first half. Yeah, he looked terrible. I mean, he, he looked awful. I, I was getting ready to honestly, I was I was writing notes to like I just couldn't understand what I was watching. It it was nothing. And the one drive that we had and scored that touchdown, the refs bailed us out. On that yeah. drive. I will give him that. The early, early drive in the game, like we got bailed out by the refs on that drive. The first half was abysmal. 
We couldn't stop them on a third down or convert a third down to save our life. And it was just there was nothing going for us. There's no energy. And then even coming out of the out of the half, I know you were freaking out too with that Julio Jones screen pass on third down. And it's just I I was ready to torture myself for another half of half of football. Next thing you know, Hurts in the second half, 14 for 20, 135 yards, three touchdown passes, and a rushing touchdown to win the game. I think there's a big argument here that Jalen had his worst half and best half as an Eagle in that game. I mean, you can argue statistically, like, obviously he's had better games, but besides that one drive after we took the lead, it was like any time we needed something, he got it. Whether it be with his legs, whether it be hitting Smitty deep, Zacchaeus on that third and 15, are you kidding me? Yeah, that was unbelievable. It was unreal. And it's, oh, man, I just, I don't know. What, what, do, you, what do you credit to this, this flipping of a switch? Because I'll be honest with you, I, I, can't, I can't put it on a single thing. I don't know if Brian Johnson is just that good at adjusting. I don't know if it just lit a fire under the players to just play better. I, I seriously can't put any finger on it. Um. I don't know if it if it's Brian Johnson because there's still some play calls where I think that Hurts is changing them at the line of scrimmage, but I I really think it comes down to like Hurts says it every week like all he cares about and all he fantasizes about is winning, and like he will do literally anything to win a game and anytime they're behind the eight ball or in a tough spot it's like you it's you, second week in a row that we're down ten at half and we look terrible and. I don't know. I don't think it's Brian Johnson because the place just kind of seemed to start turning our ways. Also, I don't know why Sean McDermott switched to a soft zone. Yeah. When the, the game mattered most, um, the Bills made a lot of mistakes. Him, him calling that timeout when Jake Elliott was rushing out to the field. Like, I don't know. I don't think, I mean, I think people might overthink playing the Eagles, especially when we look that good, but. Hurts is just do- like he just dominates. He just does whatever he can to possibly win, and it's and he wins. It's unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable to watch. And then he says it literally week in and week out. All I care about is winning. All I care about is winning, and he wins. It's just incredible. I mean, thirty and four in his last thirty-four games. I don't know if you actually did. You see that clip that was going viral? I don't know why I just thought of this, but it was Hurts getting interviewed uh, before the draft. And the interviewer goes, like, how many uh, losses did you have in college? Hertz goes, four. And the guy goes, well, it's not going to be like that in the NFL. And Hertz goes, we'll see. Yeah. And it's just sick to go back and watch that. But uh, another thing about that, I, I do. If I had to pick, it has to be Hertz, right? I mean, he, he is the MVP. And what's almost most impressive to me is, like, like, we touched on it a little bit before, but these old guys, like Brandon Graham and, even AJ Brown and Kelsey and you know all these guys post game interviews it's like everything they say now you can hear Jalen's voice in it and they just credit him with having the most incredible composure the most incredible work ethic and you can tell how he single-handedly is changing the mentality of everyone because they all believe in him and he believes he can win no matter what and everyone just Joining in, I mean, interviewing AJ Brown, you know, Jalen's thing has been like, keep the main thing, the main thing, even like Jalen's referencing that Kelsey's referencing that it's just the way he's leading this team is unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. And I also think a lot of times we'll see them later in the game, open up the run game 
And it always is so like devastating to the other team. Like when we need that first down and Swift opens up for 16, 17 yards, 20 yard runs, like that just kills teams, especially in big moments where you're expecting them to go to Hertz, make him make the play. And DeAndre Swift has been unbelievable for us. And he's come up when we've really needed them. And it seems like anytime we need that big step or Hertz needs some slack, he gets it. Whether it's a big play, I mean, that A.J. Brown fumble, that could have went either way, but, like, things are just going our way this year. And people want to call that luck, but, I mean, good teams, good franchises find a way to be on the better side of those things, and we have been. Yeah, you know, I, I had this other note about Swift because, I'm sure, obviously, you know, you, you were watching too. Like, the, the, the play that got us started was that Swift run, that run on the outside on the left side. Mm-hmm. And – it feels like we're watching the same. Like, I swear to God, there's parallels in this in every week. It's like we need a kickstart, and Swift does that for us. And then uh, I'm blanking on the other thing, but another thing is the roughing the passer on the last drive of the game. It's like that happens every damn week. And uh, I don't know. It's just funny seeing these parallels. It's like I'm watching the same game. So like I want to kill myself the whole game, and then somehow the last second they just pull it out, and it's just it's unbelievable. Yeah, and I thought this was a position where the Eagles didn't necessarily need to come out with a win. Um, they're in a tough schedule, and the Niners is kind of a look-ahead game because it, it means more for that number one seed um, in the NFC. So I kind of I, I was kind of expecting the Eagles to drop this game. Um, I thought three and a half was a lot against the Bills team who was kind of hitting their stride. And after and the that Bills- first half – you know, I the thought it's over. And the Bills were all, like, I think that's another thing that people, oh, like, you know, so whatever, Bills are six and five. People, This was a Super Bowl caliber team with Super Bowl aspirations. And this was a must, I mean, look, we can argue must win, can't lose, whatever. But this was a must win game for them. And now they're sitting at six and six. They're 10th in the AFC. And it's just, oh, man. I don't yeah. know. I don't know yeah. how we won this game. No, I agree. And the Bills aren't – I mean, the Bills aren't out of it, and and we struggled against Josh Allen. Um, it was clear. And I still think Bayard, he's he, – he just doesn't look to be that comfortable. Um, and then Cunningham was lost. Like, our linebackers were lost against Josh Allen. And, and he's a great quarterback, and he can use his legs, and, and that's fine. Um, but, like, the Bills didn't play a bad game. You know, we just – we outlasted them, and none of our guys – it was just so resilient. I mean, it was un- it was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, Josh had his way with us, and yeah. Some uh, I wanted to shout out some two MVPs. Obviously, the first one we, I mean, this guy, Jake Goddamn Elliott, eight for eight in game winning or tying field goals with under two minutes left in the swirling wind, in the pouring freezing rain at the link. Doesn't matter. He is incredible and i'm sorry david acres i think we have a new best kicker in eagles history because this guy is just i mean it's unbelievable yeah i saw i saw a tweet is jake elliott the clutchest eagles player ever and obviously we only have like probably a 10 year 15 year uh like span for us to judge on but um that i've seen he's gotta be i mean it's it's it hurts Hertz hasn't done it long enough, I think. I mean, I mean, Jake Elliott's just 
it's just never a doubt. It's it's really it's um I it's unbelievable. It's, 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 it's seriously like the fact that we've watched so many nail biters eight times. We've watched it, and he just I mean he just always makes it. There's no other way to say it. It's just Devontae Smith post game interview was hilarious. yeah that quote was awesome. So yeah, I watched because I know it's gonna go in. Like if you're not watching, you're scared. But I know I know it's gonna in something like that. But it was yeah, oh, it was awesome. And then I have to shout out the big man, Jordan Davis, dude. Fletcher Cox goes out. This guy's snap share increased. You could see him gassed. He busted his ass out there for us, stuffing the run. Obviously, everyone remembers that play where he's chasing Josh Allen on the sideline, you know, 16.1 miles per per hour or whatever. I mean, the effort and just him eating up those holes to stifle them and – Jordan Davis coming out game. I mean, he was huge out there. Yeah, I mean, like he he stepped up. Christian Ellis came in and stepped up. Yeah, I mean, I still don't really think Bradbury's what he is at all. What is it all last year? But he had a big play. The interception was huge. Um, yeah, the guy stepped up, and it, it was. Uh, we had so many chances to lose, and the fact we came out with the win is just unbelievable. Even on their in their overtime, I mean, Gabe Davis was wide open, just ran the wrong route. Um, but hey, I mean, you got to make those plays to win the game. Yeah, and it's you know even like the two missed kicks, right? Well, one Carter is an animal. He he just got up and ate that up. And the second one, it's like a forty a deep forty yarder in the rain and wind, and it's like I don't I don't consider that a lucky miss. That's a tough kick. And guess what? Your guy misses it. Our guy goes from fifty nine and bangs it through. That's not luck. That's just <laughs> we make the plays. Y'all don't. But, um, you know, you mentioned Cunningham going down here. We need Darius Leonard. We need Darius Leonard. Right now it's us and the Cowboys. But, I mean, look, we got two healthy linebackers right now. Two on the roster. And it's just, look, obviously if he can't go, we're going to bring someone up in the practice squad. But, Allie, if there is a time. You know, I haven't watched Darius Leonard enough this year. Obviously he's not playing that great because, you know, he, he got released. But. I mean, we, we need him. I'm, yeah, I'm he's a veteran. Can... Yeah, he's a veteran, and he's got experience with Sirianni from the Colts. Um, I think it's, I think it's a great fit, and it makes sense. And I would love to see him get it done, but I guess, I guess uh, you know we'll have to wait and see. I mean, Christian Ellis, he didn't look as bad as he did early in the season. Um, he made some big plays. Uh, so I think that we can adjust because that's what we do. Next man up. Yeah, next man up. Um, so I had one uh, final topic here. I think it's the hottest topic in Philly. Brian Johnson. So, you know, I'm sure you saw Adam Schefter came out and said, you know, one of the top candidates to get a head coaching job next year is Brian Johnson. And look, I, I think I might get a lot of hate from this. And, you know, if you guys didn't listen to our Ed Kratz interview, check it out. But he definitely had a big influence in my thinking. But Look, the reality of the situation is the Birds are 10-1 and one with one of the best offenses in the league, and they continue to find ways to win. And while a lot of the fan base, you know, including myself at times, probably more often than not, thinks Brian Johnson should be working at McDonald's, you got to give credit to a rookie OC and the results he's producing. And I, I just 
but I, I don't even know where I stand. Like you said, sometimes I'm watching the calls and I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? But I think, especially with Seth Schefter dropping that news, I'm hoping it'll put a little more, I don't know, like a perspective on the situation, right? Like, oh, I don't know. It's a tough spot because I hate Brian Johnson sometimes too. But, I mean, we can't we can't be calling for his head, I don't think, with the results he's producing. Um, I don't know. I, I'm curious as to what you think about this whole situation. No, I agree. I mean, and, and my critiques don't come out of place where he needs to be fired. Um, oh, no, I, I'm the yeah. same way. Yeah. I think that. You know, like we watch and we we have ex- expectations as fans, and you know, in three big games or four, you can look at a full half of football that was incoherent as as an offense, and we win the game and we kind of move on and forget about it. That's that's unacceptable in, in a playoff game in a in a game where margins are small. And luckily, the teams we played, like the Chiefs and the Bills, have kind of spread that margin for error in the fact that the Chiefs didn't score in the second half, thanks to our defense, and I think Sean Desai's done a great job, and that the Bills make boneheaded mistakes, and that's what they've done all year. And we can't apologize for playing a team that's consistently made terrible mistakes that have cost them games. That's why they're 6-6, six and six, not for a lack of talent. So I, I think that it's an expectation as a fan base, and I think that there's still so much more room for improvement. Like, they start – in so many big plays, like third down, they try to start the play three yards behind the line of scrimmage, whether it's a draw, whether it's a QB, or like a handoff or a delayed handoff, the delayed run, the screens. It's just – I think we have too much talent to try to get fancy like that, and I think that's really what it is. It's just wanting the offense to be better, to play a full game. We haven't done that yet this year. Yeah, you know, I think you mentioned something like getting fancy and stuff. For example, like a, a question, like right when the game started, I'm watching my screen and I'm like, dude, what are we doing? Lane Johnson is out of the game. Jack Driscoll's in. And our first three plays are three dropbacks leaving Driscoll on an island. And like as a fan, you're watching that and you're just like, like I know how good Lane Johnson is. How does our OC not know how good Lane Johnson is and know the drop off from him to Driscoll? And it, like, you saw how much success we had running the ball to the left side. And, you know, it's great he made that adjustment, but it's like, how is that not your first, like, I'm not saying I know so much about football, but it's like your stud right tackle is out of the game. You still have a beast left side of your O-line. Why don't we start by running the ball to the left side? Like, am I crazy? To me, that's just common sense. And this guy comes out to three shotgun dropbacks, three and out. And I don't know. Yeah, in a rainy, cold, windy day. um, Yeah, (laughs) rainy, cold, and windy. Exactly. Yeah, like I know, and it's it's because we see it week in and week out, and we see the adjustment. But I mean, at some point, the the slow starts going to catch up to us. I mean, you can't uh, be trailing ten points at half and beat every team in the NFL. It's just not how it works. And there's balances, and everything kind of comes back around. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if we drop some games that we expect to win. But you can't complain with ten and one. No. And uh, we we already touched on Swift a little bit. This is another thing where I kind of understand both sides, but it just is so frustrating to watch as a fan. Gainwell again, like it feels like once a week he makes another boneheaded play. 
And it's like, look, I know we want to keep Swift healthy for the playoffs and things, but like he is just so much better than Gainwell and Scott. And like all of a sudden Scott's getting action. I mean, I love Boston Scott, but like I just like Did we see a Rashad Penny run or was that last week where we saw a random Rashad Penny run? Uh last week. And in yeah. the and in the Cowboys game, he had those first two runs to start the half. That yeah. was hilarious. But uh yeah, I just I don't know. Like I get that we want to keep him healthy and save him, but it's just so frustrating knowing we have that tool and not only do we not run the ball, we're not feeding our guy. And I don't know. Do you, do you think we bring him back next year? You know how he doesn't spend on running backs. Swift or Gamewell? Swift. Because he is so damn good. But, like, that's just not how the birds have ever, ever – like, that's just not how we're built. That's not what, how he does. You know, I think it's also he might want to come back, you know, and, yeah. and that that could change because he's a Philly guy and yeah. people like success. And uh, I don't I, I mean, this is recency bias, but I don't know how you don't pay him at least a little bit of money. Yeah, he is so good, dude. It's yeah. And especially he, he with has like, changed and decided multiple games for us this year. And if that doesn't get him a nice contract, then. I don't know. Maybe we're being a little too picky. I mean, if I mean, if how he thinks it can work out with someone else, then so be it. I mean, he's already put us in this position with his decision making. But personally, I'd want to see him come back. Yeah, and the one thing I was thinking about too is that look. Obviously, I'm not hoping for this at all. But look, our core four on their last legs: Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson. I think there's a decent chance that one of them isn't back next year if more, and those are some of the biggest contracts on our team. So, you know, that does free up some space there to maybe figure something out to bring him back. Um, but, yeah. I and, think you know, Grant, I think Graham will be done. I think Kelsey probably will be done. If we win the bowl, Kelsey's done. Um, I think if we lose, he might be back. Dude, he's playing so – we didn't even talk about that. That block on the game-winning touchdown, oh, my God. Just, like, talk about making up for your two false starts. Dude, I mean, if it's not for Kelsey there, Jalen doesn't get in. He gets stuffed at two yards behind the line of scrimmage. And moving that fast at 36, I mean, dude. Crazy. Yeah, it's unbelievable another, to watch. It's unbelievable. And another thing regarding, you know, Swift and the contract and bringing him back and everything. I know it's a different sport, but if you have the dog mentality, you love playing for Philly. I mean – Aaron Nola took less money to be in Philly. Harper took less money to be in Philly. Turner took less money to be in Philly. And, I mean, you got to imagine Swift wants to stay in the 215, right? So, I don't yeah. know. It's, that's in the future. Maybe off-season episode to, for more breakdown on that. But, uh, I, I don't know. I just thought about it. Curious because, you know, how he never, never pays running back. So. Yeah, but no one in the NFL does, you know. So, like, where's he going to go? Well, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Broad Street LinkedIn. Make sure you tune in on or tomorrow, actually, for the preview um, for the Niners game. And uh, make sure you check out our Lincoln Financial Locks on Friday. Um, and as always, go Birds.